Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Well, I hope that as we come to you today in any forum, podcast, YouTube, however you're watching this, that you are having a great day. We are so happy that you have tuned in and chosen to be with us. And we're going to do our best in just a few minutes to challenge you to think differently. Mm. Uh, there, as a man thinks, so is he. I'm going to say that again. Do it. As a man thinks, so is he. This has been rocking my world personally lately because um, it's just so easy. It is just so easy. It's just like human nature to look at my life or our lives and feel like I'm not where I want to be. Whether it be um, I feel frustration in the way I am as a parent. I feel frustration in my ability to take you know, be healthy and make good choices in my health, whether it be my frustration and who I am as a friend and am I kind enough? Am I, do I keep up well enough with all of my old friends? Like probably not. Like <laughs> a as a business owner, am I, am I doing enough? Are we profitable enough? Are we running efficiently enough? Are we doing everything that we can? Like it, it, never, it never really feels like I'm where I want to be. But I'm beginning to allow that to sink in and realize that as I think is how I am. Mm. And so if I want to be different, I have to learn to think differently. Mm. And it really hit me yesterday, actually. It was, it was Monday at my house yesterday. And I w it was a day that I was more at home. I was feeling more of the domestic engineer side of my job <laughs> um, versus doing a lot here at the office yesterday. And I really found about halfway through the day that I was feeling tremendously overwhelmed because it's like we're heading into uh, school is ramping back up for us right now. And the list of like just my emails right now are filled out with forms and things I got to do for the kids and activities I need to roll them up and roll them in, not to mention everything they've got going on, not to mention everything going on at work. And OK, you get my point because you've been there. Yeah, you have felt overwhelmed as well. And a lot of times um, that feeling can drive me to bad behaviors where I just want to escape or I just think we'll pour the wine. Um, that's all I can think in the moment. But yesterday I took a moment and I thought, but as I'm thinking is as I am. And right now I'm choosing to be overwhelmed about my life. And all I need to do is focus on what I need to do right now in order to get where I need to go. Mm. Um, and... <coughs> It's a challenge. We all face that challenge every day because we all face problems, difficulties, disappointing results. Mm -hmm. We all face betrayals and hurts. And the question is, are we going to stop in those moments and ask ourselves, how can I think better about this? You know, I think when we get disappointing results in anything, we automatically just immediately think, well, it doesn't work. You know, like... I think you get into marriage and you're like, oh, it's just going to be rainbows and unicorns all the time. And then like the second day after you got married, you're like, holy crap, where's the rainbows and unicorns? This, this doesn't work. You know, it's, it's really easy to throw in the towel. And 
uh, on anything that you get disappointing results in or like watching a kid learn to ride a bike. You know, I can't ride the bike. It didn't work. There's lots of people riding bikes. You're the one that's not riding a bike. It's not, it's not the bike's fault. It's not the bicycle industry. It's you. You just got to keep trying until you get the, the right results, right? Well, in our industry, immediately, you know, and I know in our business, people come on board and they get disappointing results. I started 20 years ago and got disappointing results. And I was like, it doesn't work. But, but there's just too much proof of success around that you, you can't make those statements. But we still do. Right. We still make those statements. And so for me, one of those ongoing ebb and flow sagas of disappointment has been in hiring new agents. Um, and it's because it's really as we are building our agency, we don't build our agency by me figuring out how to make more sales myself. We build our agency by teaching somebody else how to go help this family and serve them and make money for you by helping them make money for theirs. And, and we just continue on. You know, that's that's it's the lifeblood of our business is bringing on new people and getting them trained and getting them making money. And I know in the early days, you know, I'd hire somebody and I'd like, hey, my little precious, I've got my perfect <laughs> little agent. He's going to be so great. And then he doesn't, doesn't show up to a sales meeting or doesn't make a phone call or doesn't book an appointment. I'm like, ah, this doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because I had one guy, you know, one person. And then that, that's, you know, no statistician is going to say that one data point is a, is a trend because it's just one data point. Well, you need a lot of data points. And I remember back in those days, a mentor called out to me and, and said, hey, uh, you're recruiting like one or two people a month. And, and I said, well, yeah, I'm recruiting quality. He said, you're 23. <laughs> you don't even know if you're quality. How, how can you, you don't have the experience to pick out whether somebody's going to be quality or not. Meanwhile, this other guy in the industry, he's recruiting quantity and finding quality in the quantity because when you, when you hire a whole bunch, then you can see what's different from the rest. You can pick out the best rather than hoping you just found the best. And so I changed my mentality about it and um, changed the way I thought about it. Rather than looking for the quality, I started looking for the quantity and sifting out the quality out of it so I could find that quality. And recruiting picked up. Well, uh, eventually, as it morphed over time and building our business, we were hiring staff and I hired a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who's great at sales. And took very little training from me as far as how to get good at recruiting, but he, immediately he was uh, doing the interviews and hiring the agents and getting them set up for training and doing a great job with it. And, and for a long time, a couple of years, did a great job. But then he wanted to go back to an industry that he's actually passionate about, and he's a friend, I couldn't blame him. So I hired a replacement. As he left, I hired a replacement, didn't train him, and they got terrible results, and I fired them, and I, I found somebody else, didn't train them, and they got disappointing results, and I fired them, and found somebody else. And, and, and that continued for a little bit. You see the trend, didn't train them. Well, then, then I started looking around at my competition, like, what are they doing that's working so well? They're growing because they're hiring so many people. How are they hiring so many people? And I, I realized that what I needed to do was hire nine recruiters to sit in my office and two initial dollars. They were calling resumes all day and booking the interviews with, with, these, with these recruiters. And that's going to be the savior. And I, I made the unholy vow of this is going to work or we're going to starve. And it's like God was going, <laughs> we'll see. And like two years. And it was just terrible because I changed the strategy, but didn't change the problem. I didn't fix the problem. I didn't change what I was doing wrong. I just changed how I was doing it wrong. Does that make sense? I didn't change what was wrong. What was wrong was I, I wasn't taking what I knew and putting it into that person who's going to be doing the job. I didn't train them. And so we scrapped it, scrapped, just got rid of it. And in doing so, I took it back over. And, and I realized that what I had not done was teach them 
what they were supposed to do. And I started doing it. And what I started realizing in that, I started getting inspired because I knew the work, I knew the process, and I knew that when I I hit this metrics and this metrics, and when I hit those numbers, that eventually what we're going to see was growth from that. I knew it because I knew it. I'd lived it. But what I hadn't done was change, hadn't fixed the problem. Then I fixed the problem, and now it's changed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And I think that honestly, that is the toughest problem Mm. about changing how we think, Mm. is because we don't know oftentimes what we need to change about how we think Mm. and typically it's going through the poor results Mm. the difficult scenarios that begin to reveal how we need to think differently Mm -hmm. just like you went through yeah right um i mean you know you hear it often thanks to aa what a powerful um impact um aa alcohols anonymous has had i mean we all pray the serenity prayer of help me to control what I can control. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what we're talking about is I cannot control what's happening outside of me. I can only control what I'm thinking and how that's going to change what I'm doing in the future. Mm. But the problem, like you were saying, is often it's defining, a- accurately defining what I actually can control. Mm. Uh, a lot of people, I think, get lost in obsessing and worrying. And I mean, I've done it myself over the things that I really cannot control. For example, um, my past. Mm. Right? I mean, we can feel bad about the things that we, we can have regrets. But if you get stuck there, you can't control what has already happened in the past. Mm. And But I can control what I choose to do today that will affect my future. And these are, this is, the, this is the reason why it's like you're saying, I think it's, I just wanna challenge everybody listening to us today to think about every source of frustration in your life and ask, or every place you feel like you aren't measuring up and just simply ask yourself, how can I think better? Mm. And it may be that right now you don't even know the answer to that question. But I promise if you begin to open your eyes to that way of thinking, you'll begin to now see the answers to those questions. And you'll begin to, like when you're meeting with people who are mentors in your life, for example, when your mentor called and said, hey, you've got to hire more. Mm -hmm. That's how you get where you want to go. You'll be able to see that and hear that and accept it as an answer because now you're, you're, you're looking for how can I think differently. Yeah. Um, And so I hope we're challenging you in that today. I don't know what it is that you are facing, but I want to challenge you to say, hey, how can I think differently? How can I control what I actually can control to get a better result tomorrow? Mm. Um, I'm with you in that good fight. And every day, I just want you to know as, as I'm coming through and we face our own challenges in our business, that's what we're asking ourselves because this really, this inspiration for this podcast, he comes from Craig Rochelle. And Craig Rochelle says that great leaders are able to inspire themselves because they're able to, to do just this, to change the way that they think. Mm. So I'm with you. We are in the good fight to be great leaders and change the way that we think. Now that you know, you You know. know.